Our first official rain of, of summer has arrived. Just before I started the show, I could hear it. Um, I could hear it on the, on the, on the, on the roof. It's good. It'll cool. It'll cool things down a little bit. I'm sweating through my shirt. That's how hot it is. But you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. Honestly, I, I have been looking forward to this weather for the past uh, seven months. I am loving this. I was enjoying my uh, my bike ride on the way to the studio to come down and record the show. And I got here just before it started raining, so obviously it was nice and cool that the wind was blowing. <sighs> it was good. Good good things are upon us. Um, there is a press conference as I speak that's just started. Of course, this... Uh, the show is more um, more important than the press conference. Um, but uh, lots of important things, which I will be giving you uh, later on in the show. Uh, one of the things is obviously um, face masks, a relaxation on face masks, which we knew was coming. I just didn't know it was going to be this, this soon. So I'm very... Um, yeah, I'm very happy about this. Um, lots to get through on the show um, today. Uh, I wasn't here on Monday. I just had so much to get through. Uh, in my second job, I I just wasn't in the right mind. And even if I did manage to get into the studio, I, I just, you know, I just, I wasn't going to be in the, in the right place. So I thought, okay, I'll leave Monday and then do uh, do Friday, but uh, lots of lots of good things um, uh, that are happening uh, at the moment. As I said, we've got a relaxation of even more Corona rules, which is great. Um, the vaccination program is speeding up faster than a train. Mm. I'm looking at my bottles at the moment, my Euro 2020 bottles. And they all lined up very nicely in the in the studio, like a good German soldier waiting for orders. They look so good. I actually need to take a picture, show off my collection. Looking good. Uh, I actually want to um, talk about something that um, I saw yesterday. And um, I was sitting outside, uh, soaking up the sun. Uh, at this uh, cafe uh, that I was at. And uh, I saw this, this biggish, this biggish girl uh, walking towards the cafe, uh, walking, uh, walking, she was going to go inside to, to buy something. And this is when I realized that uh, life is too precious. Because the reason I say this is because she clearly she clearly uh, cut herself, it, it, as in she tried to commit suicide or she was very suicidal or I don't obviously don't know the full story I didn't ask her, but I saw her I saw her left arm, and her left arm was you could see it wasn't 
it wasn't like she fell off a bicycle or she fell down and scraped her arm. This, these were cuts, like suicide cuts, when people want to slit their wrists kind of cuts. And they were, look, I don't know how 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 recent these cuts were, but obviously, regardless if they are recent or not, you know, these are scars. These are, it's unrepairable. Your skin isn't going to grow over and repair all of these cuts. So these, I mean, I saw these cuts on her left, going down her left arm. And there was some also going down her, um, her right arm, not completely, but halfway down her right arm. And I, I saw this girl, you know, I was sitting outside, had my sunglasses on, enjoying the, the, my coffee and the weather. And I saw this girl and, you know, I smiled at her, which is not something I do. I don't usually smile at biggish women. But I, I saw this girl and I thought, you know, she must have gone through hell to want to do something like this. I mean, you've got to you've got to experience some trauma in your life to want to cut yourself. You know, I of course I don't know what it is, but you know, people who who do stuff like this go through some serious shit. I mean, I say this because I know people who have gone through stuff like this. I mean, one of the stuff one of the people I know is my very good friend, Lily, uh, in Germany, you know, and I know what she's been through and you only do stuff like this to your body when you just don't feel anything anymore. And I saw this girl and she's walking towards the coffee, the coffee store, the cafe and walking inside and I smiled at her and I, you know, I, I just saw this and she looked so, she looked, she looked just appreciative of, of everything. I mean, she was walking past a table. She was appreciative of that. She just looked very appreciative of everything that she looked, everything that she walked past. And you could see she was very happy. So clearly she, she must have either gone through some kind of rehabilitation or maybe whatever pain she she was going through is, is over but she just looked very appreciative of of everything that was around her she went inside and she got a bottle of 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 water because it was hot it was hot yesterday so it was cold water that she got and you know she was carrying a um what do you call those um not a guitar it's a smaller guitar uh ukulele i think it's called unless there's other variants of smaller uh, instruments that look like guitars i think it was a ukulele but just she had that underneath her arm and she just walked into this into the cafe and i i saw this and that's when i realized you know life is Life is a uh, is precious, and we got to um, we got to we got to be appreciative of of the smaller things in life. I mean, I used to before before Corona started, I used to take a lot of small things for granted. 
And if, if, if there's one thing that Corona has, has taught me, it's, and, and hopefully, you know, us, not just me, I mean, I speak for all of us, is that we shouldn't take the smaller things in life for granted. And I put a post on, on Instagram, on my Instagram account, and I put this post up because I saw this, this, this girl. And I thought, you know what, no matter how shitty things are at the moment, just remember that it's not as bad as what she was going through or what uh, people who are very suicidal are going through. Because, you know, it's very easy for us to judge people. You know, uh, they're suicidal. What a waste of life. What a waste of society. But we don't understand why they do it. You know, as I said, you've got to, you've got to feel completely empty inside your body to want to actually physically cut yourself. And look, you know, I, I hope that, you know, things are good with this girl. Obviously, I didn't talk to her. I, I saw her and it just made me realize, you know, life is, life is precious. So, yeah, I just hope that uh, everything, whatever she was going through, is good and that she doesn't fall back into into that uh, dark place that she was in because it's very easy to go back into that that uh, place so i hope that you know whatever she went through you know she is the last and she did whatever she had to to get rid of whatever pain she was going through perhaps maybe a relative died or maybe she was getting abused or bullied because of her her weight look i don't know there's lots of reasons why people commit su- uh, commit suicide well there's reasons people commit suicide but there's also reasons why people cut themselves mainly because their life is very difficult and they don't know how to deal with certain things and they don't fit in certain groups and there's many factors as i say i know people who have gone through experiences like this and it's not nice when you see a, a, a close friend or a relative experiencing something like this because you know of course you get angry because they're doing stuff like this to their to themselves but you don't know the real reason why so i i, I hope that uh you know whatever this 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 girl went through um, is all settled, and hopefully she doesn't do it again. So I just thought I would share that with you guys, just to you know, just to make you guys realize that uh, life is very um, life is very precious, and life is very short as well, and we need to um, we need to appreciate the the smaller things in life. And if there's anything that Corona has taught us, it's it's um. It's that. Um, some very interesting things that are taking place at the moment as I speak. Um, mainly, I am broadcasting live on um, an application called uh, Green Room. Now, we're testing this. Uh, Spotify has just launched this for podcasters. Now, it's really cool. Basically, all you have to do is uh, type in the Wade Hutchinson Show Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, 
I'm not going to be in the green room, nor am I going to be live. But uh, when I am live on Mondays and Fridays, when I record the show, it's really cool because the problem with Podbean that we had was, although we had some very interesting people, and I, I, I loved talking to all these crackheads and drunk alcoholics and <laughs> people who have many problems with their marriages and all of that. I I welcomed talking to people like this. But the problem was with Podbean is you couldn't search for the show. And you had to, in order for people to listen to us live, we had to create a link and then paste the link. And it was just very complicated. And the whole thing about podcasting is it's supposed to be simple. That's the whole thing about podcasting. And luckily, um, Spotify has created this um, this application called Greenroom, and you can link up with um, many shows. I mean, it's not just my show. I mean, I, I happened to listen to some debates on Wednesday, I think it was, because, you know, this was really cool. And you know, they were having some debate about uh, what was happening in America with, uh, with the G7. And it was a really like heated debate. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. So from now on, uh, we're on the green room. You can download the application. And all you have to do is type in the Wade Hutchinson show. And uh, from Monday and Fridays, you can listen to us when we record the show. So you don't have to listen to the podcast. If you do have time, you can listen. You can listen to us live. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, there's also a place where uh, you can type to us. So if you don't want to talk to me personally, you can just type what you think. You can type whatever you think of the show or whatever you think I I spoke about. You can disagree with me. I welcome all your disagreements. So this is really cool, and I'm 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 loving this. I'm I'm loving that podcasting is opening up to. Uh, so many different avenues. That's terrific. I mean, they're saying that in 2022 or 2023, I think it is. Anyway, they're projecting that podcasting will be worth $2 billion or roughly $2 billion. It's incredible, huh? Something that started out very niche 10 years ago is now being validated in the billions. It's great. It's terrific. I am loving this. Oh, uh, by the way, um, I, I mentioned I was at this coffee, at this uh, cafe. I keep calling it a coffee store. But you know what I mean. It's a cafe. And um, uh, the girl who works there, I don't know if she knew me or if she listens to the podcast or maybe she should find me attractive. I mean, look, listen to me. Listen to me talking talking good about myself, huh? I don't know what it was, but um, the girl who works at the cafe that I was, that, that I was at uh, yesterday, she was fine. Mm-hmm. She's nice. I think I might go back there again tomorrow. But, you know, just my luck. She's probably taken. 
you know, just my, just my luck. I don't know what it was, but every, every time I would go there, cause I, I think I ordered a coffee first and then I, I ordered something else afterwards. But every time I would go inside, she would always like smile at me in, in a way that you kind of know when someone likes you. Or maybe I had something on my face. I don't know. Maybe it was this hideous face that I have. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I was sitting outside and then she was clearing the she was clearing the tables and she was stacking the chairs up because they were going to close in 20 minutes or half an hour, whenever it was. And she would always look up at me and smile. So I don't know what it was, but, you know, it's not often people, um, people uh, look at you like, um, like that. So maybe I'll go back there tomorrow, order a coffee again. Hopefully she's working. That'll just be a waste of time. But, you know, as I said, uh, she's probably taken. Hey, listen to this. This is um, this is interesting, and you should pay attention to this. Now, more than half of European cities are still plagued by dirty air. Uh, new data shows, uh, despite a reduction in traffic emissions and other uh, pollutions uh, during last uh, last year's lockdown and currently in this current lockdown, uh, cities in Eastern Europe, uh, where coal is still a major source of energy. Um, have gradually been going back to normal emissions, back to pre-COVID times. Obviously, there was a period uh, where during lockdown, we had blue skies. I remember reading a story last year uh, in Milan, out of all places, you you could actually see Milan from space because of, because pollution's so bad in Milan, the lockdown actually actually worked. Now the the, the three cleanest uh, cities were uh, Umina in uh, in Sweden, uh, Tampere in Finland, and Fangchul in Portugal. Uh, the European Environment Agency took data from uh, 323 cities uh, from last year and found that only 127 of these or about or about uh, 40% of these cities uh, had levels of fine um, particulate matters known as uh, 2.5 uh, percent of carbon emissions Interesting. Now, what's even more interesting is that uh, the data showed the average the average over over the past year was only available for cities where consistent reporting was available. So obviously, not all European cities were covered. Uh, the UK was excluded as the government has opted out of membership of the environmental watchdog. Although other non-EU member countries, such as uh, Switzerland and Norway, our members. Hmm. Interesting. There was also an article um, last year. I think the whole of, I think most of the Chinese cities, so Beijing, Shanghai, uh, and some other cities in China, um, reported the cleanest air they've ever 
experienced in 20 years. So if anything, the lockdown has has taught us a lot um, on how we should live. I think we should live uh, with with much greener, much greener air. I think it's very important. I mean, obviously, you know, the G7 that they had in the UK, they're, they're pushing for uh, uh, less carbon emissions by 2040, which it's, it's, to me, that's still too late. I think if you're really serious about cutting carbon emissions, you should do it now. Start now. Cut it now. I mean, I know here in the Netherlands, certain uh, there's certain places you cannot go or you cannot drive um, with a car that's older than 10 years old or older than 20 years old. So if you have a car that is that was made in 2000, you can only drive on certain roads, which I think is really it's really clever. Um, London has the zero emissions policy. So basically, uh, if you drive in a particular street or a particular zone in London that has these zero emission uh, zones on the sign, you have to pay, there's a meter that you have, and you have to pay uh, the local, uh, uh, the local um, um that you're going to be paying, uh, that you're going to be driving in uh, these uh areas and it's like it's really expensive it's like five pounds per mile or five pounds per kilometer or however they measure it but it's really expensive but the but the aim is to not encourage you to to drive down these down these roads i think it's really clever because if you're gonna have to pay five pounds every time you have to drive drive through a restricted zone yeah you're not gonna do it you're not going to pay that, so it's very clever. I think we should we should all be starting. Um, we should all be starting that and uh, starting greener emissions. I mean, I cycle. If anything, we should learn from the Netherlands. We should start cycling. Uh, a quick update, if you guys are interested, uh, with my shirt. Because remember, I I bought a I bought the the, the latest German. Uh, the latest Germany home shirts for the European Championships. And, um, well, I had to return it to that pathetic company. And I, I made it, I made my feelings very clear to, uh, um, to Zylando. What a pathetic company. Do not buy from them because they're very quick to take your money. But the moment you want to exchange it for a bigger size or a smaller size, oh, oh no, you can't do that. No, sorry. Can't do that. So I made my feelings, my feelings very clear to them on uh, Twitter. So I had to send that back to them, and anyway, I, I had to order a smaller size, and I'm still waiting for that. It's been a week now. I'm still waiting for that. So as soon as I got that, I'll be a very happy person. <laughs> okay. Um. As I said, uh, I'm going to give you some updates on um, on what's happening in the press conference. Obviously, there's a press conference uh, taking place as I speak um, with our uh, drunken uh, health minister, uh, Hugo de Jong. 
obviously, you know, he's doing he's doing a lot of good things. So obviously he's still going to be known as the drunk politician. But uh you know, I'm very all I want. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. All I want is for politicians to prove me wrong. I want nothing more than for politicians to prove me wrong. I have no issue with them doing that because it means they are doing their their job. So I'm very I'm very impressed with uh what he's done. Maybe it's maybe it's all that abuse I was hurling at him over social media. I mean that guy must have been terrified logging onto Twitter or or Instagram in those days that I was hurling abuse at him. But it's because I wanted him to pull his fucking finger out his ass. And he seems to be doing that. I mean, the vaccination process now, I think it's up to, it's almost 14 million people in the Netherlands have received a vaccine. I'm going to be one of them at, at, at the end of the month. So I'm very happy that he's actually fucking doing his job. So well done. See, I do give credit when credit is due, especially to politicians. Okay, so let's give you an update of what's been happening in the press conference. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, face masks, uh, that's the big talking point. Now, keeping 1.5 distance uh, from each other, that's still going to be in place. And they're only going to be looking at removing that that, uh, law, if I can call it that, in August. I think social distancing should be a, f- a factor in life. I think we shouldn't need corona to have social distancing. I think social distancing in general should be um, with us. We should all be watching our distance and keeping our distance from other people. Uh, staying at home when sick and having a test when you have symptoms or have been exposed to positive people. Uh, from Saturday, June 6th, so that's next week. Make a note in your diary. Make a note uh, on your phone. Put it on your calendar. This is an important day. This is an important day. Maybe maybe not for you, but for me, this is a very important day. Face masks will not be mandatory um, in public places uh, where you can maintain a distance of 1.5 between each other. Places where you can't maintain the distance, uh, face masks will remain mandatory, like on public transport and in train stations and obviously airports, which is fine because, I mean, it's not like I go traveling uh, that often. Having said that, I am but I am thinking of going to New York, uh, obviously once I've been fully vaccinated, potentially in December. Uh, there's a few uh, podcasting uh, uh conventions that I want to um, attend. So I'm looking at going to, to uh, New York uh, in December time. Obviously, this is still to be confirmed. We're still in uh, Corona times. But um, it's good to see America is starting to go back to normal. Businesses are starting to go back to pre-COVID times. So I'm looking forward to going to uh, New York. Um, people don't have to work exclusively at home anymore. Um, a 50-50 ratio is encouraged with um, 
uh, between employees. And uh, cafes and bars were fully open. Uh, but registration, but registering corona checks um, will be in place. So basically it'll be like last year where you, if you want to go sit at a bar or a restaurant, you have to scan the QR code and then fill in, have you had these symptoms? Do you know anyone with corona? Have you been in contact? So basically it's going to be like that. Uh, amateur sport events are allowed. Um, and from the 30th of June, events and nightclubs are allowed to open again. Uh, face masks, if you can't maintain a 1.5 distance. Also, pre-event corona tests or proof of vaccination is needed. And actually, I saw um, as I was coming to the to the studio, because obviously we our studio is by the Johan Cruyff Arena. Um, and there's actually testing stations. Um, uh, uh, outside the, the stadium. So you can go get tested and go watch the game. So very good. Um, there's also going to be no masks in clubs. Obviously, that would be a bit stupid if you wear face masks in, in clubs. Um, but definitely a negative test or proof of vaccination um, as you can't maintain a 1.5 distance um, in a nightclub. So very good news. Obviously, the most important one I was looking forward to is um, the face masks. Um, I was at um, I was at uh, Albert Hain yesterday. I had to get a few things for uh, for the weekend. And most of them weren't even wearing face masks. So there you go. All right, uh, before I wrap things up here on the uh, on the show, let's get into some news that happened over the week and get you ready for the weekend. By the way, um, it's going to be raining tomorrow, but that's good. I, I say this because it needs to just get rid of all the dust. Get rid of all the dust, cool things down a little bit, and then next week it's going to be back to hot again. Apparently there's going to be another heat wave next week. And they haven't confirmed when, but there is going to be a heat wave. Mm. I love summer. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, let's get into some news before we wrap things up here on the show. Now, uh, Kim Jong-un has officially acknowledged that uh, North Korea is facing food shortages. Now, addressing uh, his senior leaders, he said that the food situation is now getting tense after the agriculture sector failed to meet its grain targets because of last year's typhoons, uh, which sparked widespread flooding. What's interesting is that I didn't know North Korea would have such shortages. You know, I thought things were good there. I thought North Korea didn't have corona cases, or people didn't die from corona there. So what are they going to do now? Hmm? How are these how are these people going to eat? Uh a man, listen to this. This is pretty this is pretty gruesome. A man has been jailed for 15 years for killing and eating his mother at an apartment they shared in Madrid. Yes. 
Now, Alberto Sanchez Gomez uh, cut up his mother's body and ate her over a period of 15 days. In 2019, a court heard. Now, this guy has been dubbed the cannibal of Las Ventas uh, by local media in Madrid. How, how the fuck can you eat your mother? I mean, regardless of how of whatever happened, that's no excuse to, first of all, kill your mother and then later eat her. Yassas. My God, we have some horrible motherfuckers living in this world. Wow. I remember a story. I was a little kid when this, when I heard the story, and I'll never ever forget this. It happened in Australia, and it was in a local it was in a local um, magazine um, that would get sent to us every two weeks, I think, or every week. I can't remember. Anyway, I remember seeing this this story, and it happened in Australia. And basically, what happened was uh, this married couple. Uh, the the wife had a disagreement with the husband, and anyway, she she cut him up while he was sleeping. She cooked the, the the guy. She cooked the husband, and then when the kids asked the mother, you know, what's for dinner, mom? She said, "Oh, your dad's for dinner," and they were all laughing. Ha <laughs> ha, that's funny. And she said, "No, really, I've cooked I've cooked your father for you." I mean, it's, the cannibalism that we have in this world is just insane. It's it's. Uh, I mean, you you see the stuff in like movies like Hannibal Lecter and in horror movies, but you don't expect to see stuff like this or hear stuff like this. My God, fuck's sakes! And uh, a British uh, supermarket chain uh, called Waitrose is renaming its. Uh, they're in, they're renaming its. Uh, it's 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 leaves now these leaves i'm i'm having difficulty saying this 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 word but this uh, these leaves uh, they are called kaffir lime leaves now they avoid now they're renaming these leaves obviously to avoid offending customers who associate the name with the racial slur that's used in south africa uh, the supermarket chain has given the spice the spice leaves are an alternative name, and the name is called Macroot Lime Leaves. Um, after uh, after complaints were received from customers, uh, the Times says that the word, the K word, is considered so offensive in South Africa. I mean, I'm even afraid of saying it. That a woman was jailed in 2018 in South Africa for using. Uh, for using it in a tirade against a black policeman. It was probably Penny Sparrow, or probably somebody from Durban, because, you know, they're all racists there. All right, everybody, that was the news. That was the show. Have yourselves a terrific weekend. Um, lots of good things happening our way. Lots of good things going to be opening up. Our world is slowly starting to um, slowly starting to open up. 
from next week, we don't have to wear face masks anymore. So um, I am very, uh, <laughs> I'm very happy about what's to come in uh, the next coming days. Natasha's going to be so terrified of uh, leaving her house now that uh, the law face masks are not that mandatory. <laughs> we'll be back on Monday.